This is K-A-Y-T. Gina. Alexandria. This is Gospel Radio at its very best. 88.1. K-A-Y-T. Praising the Lord. Greeting. This is Reverend Lionel Smith, pastor of New Scholar Baptist Church. We are a church that is working towards acquiring the mind of Christ. Sit back and listen to the message already in progress. Ladies and gentlemen, the mighty arms of joy. Louisiana, Texas, Mississippi, Arkansas, and all points in between. New Scott Alley Baptist Church, 2627 Little Glen Road, Alexandria, welcomes the legends of gospel. Three-time Grammy Award winners, the mighty clouds of joy. I've been in the sky. Doors open at 3. New Scott Alley Baptist Church. These times of turmoil, darkness, God's light is shining on his spoken word and the mysteries of singing his glorious, powerful words. No one does it better than the mighty clouds of joy. A legend in their own time, the clouds. NSOBC, Betty Boss, and the anointed new inspirationals. Foot stomping, hand clapping, good time. Come and listen to these joyous masters of gospel music. He's shouting, giving praise, stomping, and lifting up the name of the Lord. Alexandria, welcome the mighty clouds of joy. Ticket information, New Scott Alley, 318-448-3706. Smiley's Barbershop, 442-5551. Stars Beauty Salon, 318-443-7375. St. Matthew Baptist Church, 416-4926. And Sister Betty Boss, 318-880-5241. The mighty clouds of joy, live in concert at the New Scott Alley Baptist Church. Sunday, April 15th, New Scott Alley Baptist Church, a proud sponsor of KAYT. 88.1 Alexandria, 92.5 Shreveport, 98.9 Yeah, I felt like Like praying Somebody 
Somebody touched me. It must have been the hands of the Lord. I'm so gracious to God Almighty today for just touching me and allowing me to know that I've been touched by the hands of the Lord. It's a privilege and an honor. Even starting early this morning, 
the Lord touches awaken us yes, sir. out of a sleep. Amen. Give our spirit a choice to rejoice or sleep on. And I'm just gracious today that he put within our being a spirit of joy, of excitement. Said must have been the hand of the Lord. Wasn't nobody else there. Sometimes when we get all by ourselves, we can call on him, he'll come. I'm just honored today, giving all obedience to God Almighty, to Jesus Christ, our Savior, to the Holy Spirit, and to all that's present today, all our officials, all the ministers of God, to this brotherhood, and everybody that's assembled here today. I thank God for you today. We need to be touched by his grace. Now, as we get ready to go into the word coming from Genesis 29, 16 through 26, I want to say this to you, and this being Black History Month, and I, I, I thank God for Brother Tim this morning. I like to jump out of that choir stand when I heard him brought that forth because it, it's not all time that we want to. See, we'll talk about everybody else. And the great patriarchs who he talked about is the father of faith and his son. But some way, somehow, we don't want to talk about him. We want to talk about something crazy, abortion. It's crazy. This is a corrupt society now. And the Christian got to stand up and take his place and stop letting the devil run over you. There's all these intelligent people all over America supposed to be representing us. Devin House talking about Roy Rogers and Jane Kennedy instead of talking about the Lord Jesus. Instead of doing things that are going to help people. Jesus said, what you do unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done to me. You mean to them they don't know that scripture? It's ridiculous. You lead me and you ain't got the sense or the ability to stand up and say, Jesus did it. Somebody touched me. Jesus, the one touched me. We don't have that ability. We need to stop sending them to the White House then. We get up here and talk about these scriptures right here. And the scriptures live right now in our being. But we'll talk about the scripture, but we let the devil run like he want to run. Instead of calling his hand. That's hard. Because we got a lot of friends don't want us to say that. And uh, we go with the friends rather than go with Jesus. Now, you, I, listen to me good. we rather to hear what a friend got to say than hear what Jesus got to say. we rather stand up for this, that, and the other than to stand up for what Jesus said. And God is my witness. The last man that's going to speak over our life is Christ. Look like I ought to give him all the honor that he deserves instead of being afraid of another individual. It's ridiculous. Sometimes I feel like I'm in a world where I don't belong. Nobody talking about the Lord Jesus. Everything but the right thing. Jesus told me the hungry are going to be with you always. The little man going to be with you always. He said, take care of him first before you go in and do anything else. Then I'm going to scrub your face in the dirt. Then he told us to go get all the remnants of Israel and bring them back before you go to my testifying to somebody else. He's trying to tell us something we won't obey. Thank you for your guts, Tim, to read what you, that was 100% biblical. It was in order. This being Black History Month, 
we got a month, the shortest one in a year, but thank God for it. It's time out for that foolishness. If I don't pass it, number one, I ain't, ain't going to cry. We got to come to a stop in the road. But we start being men and not little boys. We got to grow up. All the months since January, I, you probably don't even know or recognize, and I always give a scripture and everything. We've been talking about the black people, how God worked with black people. Two months straight, every Sunday. And we still in order. Sit tight, we do things and see it ain't scripture, it is scripture. Everything in the Bible is scripture. That's why it was given to us to live by. And we don't want to live by it because, like I say, friends, I, I went through the same thing y'all went through. I, people used to tell me, now, I don't want to hear that. I said, well, what if I treat you like a hellion? You better not. I said, well, what you think about Jesus, how he feel? You treating him like a dog? How you think he feel? He took all our sins on us, and then we right now scared to own up to him in public? Something wrong with their spirit. We're going to talk today about a man called Judas, one of the bloodline men of God, of Jesus Christ, the family Christ come from. I'm talking about Christ's family. I ain't talking about nobody. I ain't talking about John Kennedy now. I'm talking about Christ Jesus, his family, where he come from. But don't, I'm not going to ask you if you're scared you want me to sit down or hush, don't let somebody else get up and talk. I'm privileged. It don't upset me. I know the system. If I don't know nothing else on this, earth, I know the system. I know how everybody feels. I can look at you and tell you how you receive me or you reject me. And that's the word. And I ain't talking about my cowboyism. I'm talking God's word. And I will teach it verbatim to you this day. If you got your Bibles, I'm going to go verbatim with you to let you know about this man we're talking about today, Judah. The scripture says from 29, starting with 16 through 26, and the Bible says, did now this is what the book say. And Laban had two daughters. The name of the elder was Leah. The name of the younger was Rachel. Leah was ten-eyed and Rachel was beautiful and well-favored. And Jacob loved Rachel and said, I will serve thee seven years for Rachel thy younger daughter. And Laban said, it's better that I give her to thee than to somebody else or another man. Abide with me. Come on and work with me. And Jacob served seven years for Rachel, and they seemed to seem unto him in but a few days, because he loved her so much, y'all. He is so deep in love. It didn't seem like just a few days, seven years. When you truly love somebody, God help us today. And Jacob said unto Laban, Give me my wife, for the days are fulfilled that I may go in unto her. We'll get to that in a minute. And Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast. And came, it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah, his daughter, and brought her to him. And he went in unto her. And Laban gave unto his daughter Leah Zipporah, his maid for handmaiden. And it came to pass that in the morning... Behold, it was Leah, and he said unto Laban, What is this thou hast done unto me? Did not I serve thee for Rachel? Wherefore then hast thou beguiled me? And Laban said, It must not be so done in our country to give younger before firstborn. 
Now, I'm going to share a thought. Good come from bad. That's the first part of it. Good come from bad. And when God is with you, secondly, no one can stop you. Good come from bad. And when God with us, no one can stop us. Now, you mean to say I'm ignorant as you want to. You mean to tell me if God with me and he's in me, walking with me, talking with me every day of my life, you, you, you're telling me I need to be scared of a senator or a congressman or a state man, huh? A lawyer or a doctor or Hinduism or whatever it is. I have no business being afraid. You mean to tell me I'm a God-sent, God-chosen man sent out on a mission. He didn't send me to the church. He sent me in the world to bring people to the church. And I'm afraid. Something wrong with Lionel Smith then. You need to replace him because he's endangered species. We go all the way to build up other people like us. Brag on how good they are, how much knowledge they have. I don't never hear nobody bragging on how smart Jesus was. Christ came and said, you heard of the Queen of the South, you heard of Simon, all his wisdom. He said, but I'm greater than both of them. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about Abraham and Isaac. Marrying them Canaanite women. Huh? We don't talk about Solomon. Oh, we do talk about Solomon. That's the only one I hear talked about. Solomon and David with them black women. And he was black too now. All of them was black. But you don't know that. That's why I use the word black. You don't know it. Because if you knew it, you'd talk about it. Because it's biblical. It's biblical. It's in the Bible. So you definitely don't know it because I don't hear it. And what's in you, y'all talk to me a little while, going to come out you. Fear is a bad boy. Watching what I say in front of man and don't care what I say in front of God. That's bad business, ain't it? The Bible talks to us here. See, Uncle Laban, that's his uncle. You know that, huh? Uncle Laban, mother's brother. Uncle Laban. You see, this Adulamite, this man he came up to and seen that he had two daughters. And one caught his eye. Rachel caught his eye. You know how we talk in the natural, me and Dawson, them, y'all too young. Y'all too young. We tell them, boy, look at that. Boy, she fixed. Well, Rachel was fixed. That is right there in the Bible. She was a beautiful person. Well-figured. It caught his eye. And, and, and I, I think we need to straighten things out today. Uh, you know, we go and I see the preachers, boy, we stay at Walmart. We sit on the bench and, you know, that song they used to sing about standing on the corner, watching all the girls go by, huh? Y'all remember that, huh? Well, we take a bench seat and then get up and lie to my, Rev, what you looking at? What you looking at? And 
And we just lie and say, I wasn't looking. And the Lord looked right in your mouth. The Bible said, lie, you won't tear in this. You won't even walk before God for lying. You don't have to open your mouth to lie. You can think and lie. You can not tell the truth and lie. Because it's in your spirit. So, seemed like this man here was attached. We're going to get to Judah. Seemed like he was just attached. Jacob, um, this main daughter's. And the Bible says uh, Leah was a kind of ten-eyed. She looked all right. She was fair. It used the word fair. Uh, and, but Rachel was real flavored and very beautiful. You see, he rather Rachel than Leah. But a decree had been made between them, Laban and his nephew, that he, if you work seven years, you can have her. That man said he worked seven years and looked like it was a few hours, a few days. Looking at Rachel. You know, you can look at somebody so long you fall off a cliff, you know, huh? Our mailbox out there, guy ran over. He's on the cell phone just smiling and driving down the road. Didn't mean no harm. Wasn't trying to hurt nobody. And just on the cell phone. And he dropped his cell phone. And when he wretched it, he ran straight into the, the mailbox out there and tore it down. Why? He was defocused. And he ran out of position. Well, well, well Laban defocused, huh? Jacob. He sent him another way. He wasn't supposed to do that. You remember D Jacob and his mama was slick and cunning and crafty? There are church folks, y'all. I know you. I told y'all I don't want me to get up. I don't have no fear. There are church folks that try to be slick every day. Church folks want to be slick. Instead of being ominous and loyal one to another, we want to be slick. Talk about people. That Reb is. Don't say nothing around Reb, you tell it. Just talk right. I, I talk just like anybody else talk. I'm no better than nobody in here. I just have a life to live and project before people and God. The Lord told me I got to serve both of him and mankind. That's my brother. He said, what you do under the least of these, my brother, you've done to me. So how I treat you, you can tell whether I'm saved or not. We go around here and we get mad with these politicians and stuff. That's crazy. You ain't got to get mad. You know what's going to happen already. If they're not saved, they're going to act crazy. And they're going to treat you like dogs. But if they're saved, they're going to treat you like Jesus treated you. He looked, Jesus looked beyond all of our faults. So I would need. I'm so gracious to him for doing that. Uh, now, first of all, we come to Judah, the fourth son of Jacob. Judah's name means praise. Judah was the elect of God. Israel, or Jacob, was what? The chosen of God. And Jacob was Israel. Now, Judah was set apart because of his purity and his bloodline. Christ came through that bloodline. Now, when you get down to the nitty-gritty and start saying, well, what Judah, what about Judah? 
What about his mother, his father? They was people of God. They was black people that God used to get his word over. We always take a back step to the devil should have telling the devil to get out your face. You don't have to raise no hell for nobody. Just live right and say, look, if I do it, you can do it. Build confidence up. Don't never tell a man you can't do what I do. Don't do that. If I can do it. You can do it too. You're smarter than me. You do it. Let's do it. I'm going to help you till we get it done. That's the body of Christ. We always find faults why a person can't do it. I don't want them kind of people around me. I want you to inspire me so I can make it. I want to be on the winning team. I don't like to lose. It hurts me to lose. I want to win. What's the purpose of me putting on my uniform and playing if I ain't going to win? What if Jesus would have played that old game with us? Gonna lose some of the, huh? Some of the game. We'd have been in bad shape. Wouldn't have been saved yet. He conquered everything. Put everything under his feet. But God, thank you. He said, he's the fourth son of Jacob. His mother's name was Leah. She was one of, that Jacob didn't love. But it worked seven years for the one he did love. That's Rachel. Judah was most prominent, and listen at this good. He was most prominent out of all the 12 boys and the daughter. God loved him greatly, and Jacob loved him also. Keep in mind now, we're talking about Judah now, the bloodline of Christ. He saved Joseph. And think about when them brothers, when he went there and told them about the dream that he had, and then they plotted to kill him. They took him out there and plotted to kill a young man. Now, that's a brother. All of them was brothers now. They plotted to kill this man because of the dream. Because when he dreamed, he told them that it looked like I'm over all y'all. Oh, Lord, don't do that, boy. Don't you do that. There are people in leadership all over society, not just in the church, that uh, they don't want you over them. They don't want you to preach to them. Care who you are. I don't want you preaching to me. There are people that can't obey them that has rule over them. They, you, you the man in charge. They want to tell you what to do. None of y'all ever worked in a society job, so y'all don't know what I'm saying. But there are people in life that are coming in and don't even know what the job, how can't even spell a job name. And they'll come in telling you how to run the job. Well, these brothers, they desire in their heart bad. They want to kill him. First, and then Judah stood up and said, no, don't kill our brother. We're wrong to kill our brother. Let's don't kill him. Let's put him in that pit there. Let's put him in that pit there. So we tell daddy, animal came by and ate him up. That didn't work. Said, don't do it. Don't do it. Influence him, don't do that. So here come the Midianites, that's Cudden, first Cudden. They got him and bought him as a slave, and here come, listen good now, Lord help us, help us Jesus. Here come Ishmael people, that's the Abraham's son, that's their brotherhood, that's their brotherhood, Abraham's son. Here come Ishmaelites and came and got him from the Midianites, took him in Egypt, and he lived in Egypt, sold him in Egypt. He's a slave boy. 
In Egypt, what we was in America when we first come to America. Come on, talk to me. Slaves. We were slaves. Stop denying what you are and what you were. You can't testify before God until you tell God what you were, where you come from. He told us to tell every nation, every generation, tell them about your enslavement, tell them about how they treated you. We don't do it no more. We say that's foolishness. Only way we keep our young people out of trouble is to tell them what we come through. And they ain't going to go through it. Look at the scars on me. Look at the scars on my side. Look at the scars on my feet. Jesus said, you don't have to go through that mess no more. We run around and talk, we got to be cut up. Satan made you out a liar. You don't have to go through all that. That's why he gave us the word. It going to keep us, y'all. Why would I, I'm obeying God to the T and he punished me. He don't do that. He told me Satan going to try you. But I've overcome, you're going to overcome too. And that's what he's saying. The victory, that's right, is in Christ Jesus. You love Jesus, you got Christ in your heart, you're an overcomer now. The world can't harm you. Lord help us. When Judah went before Joseph Egypt, you know, they bargained there when Joseph found out who they was, his family was. Well, uh, they went for the king and well, they made some little whatever reasons together and then when they got ready to go, he, first he told them, say, is, is your old man still living? Your dad, where your daddy? Oh yeah, he's still living. He back home with my baby brother. He said, I tell you what, go get your baby brother and bring him back here. I want to see your baby brother. Y'all so proud, go get him and bring him back. And then Judah, think about this now. Look how God used him. Judah said, no, so we can't do that because if we bring the baby brother back, that'll kill daddy. Daddy will die. He can't stand it. He said he done lost one brother. That was Joseph. They told me I thought he had got killed. Say we lost one brother already. And if, if, if we lose him, daddy going to die. He said, Judah said, well, sir, you're honored. Keep me in his stead. They don't come back, just kill me. Because he was guilty. He, he wouldn't even testify and told them the tricks that they played on their brother. Said, Lord help me. The man confessing now. He getting that yoke off of him now. Think about this man standing up for God, standing up for Jesus. See, Judah was, the, he was the leader of all the 12 sons, which remained at home. Jacob sent Judah to lead his brother. Simeon. Them brothers too, y'all, in case y'all don't know it. That's the oldest brother. The oldest always had the birthright. And he told him that right here in this lesson. So he got a birthright. But all the time, watch this close. The oldest brother or the oldest sister don't necessarily have or earn the heritage. It depends on God. See, you can have an older brother or older sister, should, it should go to, but then God see better than we see sometimes. Sometimes you'll mess up to put the oldest one in. Sometimes you'll mess up putting the youngest one in. So you got to put the one in that God called and tell you to put in. Then you're going to be blessed. He know the heart. Man look on the outer appearance. God know the heart. So I, I think we ought to give all our credit to God. Amen. All our credit to God because he's he going to fix us the way we want to be fixed. So here, now this man terribly upset with his uncle. He upset because he didn't fool him. 
Now, evidently, in those days, they covered their head up. <laughs> Brother, they covered their head up. And the Bible says, went, went in unto it. Say, Jacob went in unto it. Leah, and uh, he waited till the next morning and say, Man, why you did me like that? That ain't, that ain't racial. Why he didn't know it first? I don't understand what's going on. Said that wasn't her. He was upset now with his uncle. He said, well, what we do here, we take the oldest one first. I just worked seven years for you. And now you tell me I ain't got the right one. The songs say, y'all, y'all ain't too young to know this. If loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right, huh? All right, now. Nah. He said, well, I tell you what, I'm going to have to work seven more years. He worked 14 years for to get who he wanted. So if I try today and fail today, keep on keeping on until you reach your perfection in the Lord Jesus. Don't deny yourself. Don't leave your privileges in the hands of somebody else. So we come here and Judah was just being used by God, just used by God, defending his family, looking out for his baby brother, looking out for his daddy. He didn't want his daddy to die. He loved his daddy. Dad even favored him. And that's what he did. He went on by it. They went on left and went to another place, another land. And Judah came. He married a woman named Shua. And through this woman, he had three children, three sons, Earl, Onan, and Shelah. Earl, now y'all hold your seats tight now. I'm finna talk to you. Earl, uh, uh, too many young ones in here, I can't define. Earl, Earl was one that instead of going into his wife, I'm going to say it professionally as I can, the seed was pulled on the ground. God killed him. I hope I ain't hurting nobody. He said, Onan, go in and to your brother's wife. He went in and dropped the seed on the ground. God killed him. God, not no man. God killed him. So he say, now you go back to your daddy's house. This is Judah. Go back to your daddy's house and stay there until Shelah get old enough to marry you. But he wouldn't. He had other things on his mind. He didn't marry. So, yes, he met Tamar here. He going by sure died. He met Tamar. Come up with Tamar. Now, Tamar was Ur and Onan was Ur's wife. He see her. And what she did, she was slick. They told her that he was, Judah was coming around. And what she did, she went and dressed. Now, listen to this, all of you, young and old, you got to be careful how you dress. You paint a picture for somebody else. Y'all listen to me good. Now, watch how you dress. You're painting pictures for other folks. And they all, all of them ain't saved, huh? Everybody not saved. Everybody ain't Holy Ghost fear now. Y'all, take heed to what I say. I know what I'm saying. So what she heard of it, and so she went and dressed up 
young, child, young woman to say this, in Harlot clothes. Y'all know what a Harlot is? Uh, a woman that's on the corner <laughs> saying, do you need it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Judah came by. It's in your book, verbatim. What I'm saying is in your book. Judah came by and said, uh, hey, how you doing? She said, you know how we talk, ladies, y'all talk, Sandra Fine. <laughs> and he said, yeah, I want to be with you. She said, okay, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so he did say, well, what, what, what you, what you go in, then he said, what you going, I'm going to give you some kid, a goat. I'm going to give you a goat, give you some goats and stuff. I'm going to give you, the, he said, give me, I want you to leave me your signal and something. And what? Ring. Ring, yeah. And when you come out, and that'll make sure you come out. I'm gonna, uh, this means Lord, royalty. That was royalty. See, leave that with me till you come back. And Judah was happy to do it. He left with her, went back, then he got news. This is good. He got news that this lady later was expecting. Then when she finally seen him, she had twins. Now, that's, that's right. She had twins for him. So he said, no, that's not her. That's a harlot. I know that wasn't her. I don't fool no anybody. Don't we say that sometimes? Y'all know me. I don't fool that trash. Huh? Lord help me, Jesus. Boy, if the lights would come on in the wrong time, you'd see something. And Judah came and met her. And she said, well, whoever he, say, he was talking to say, well, whoever this signal and this ring is for, that's who I'm expecting for. And he was condemned. He was condemned in himself. And you know what they say? You're supposed to kill her. Supposed to kill that woman for doing that. But he said, don't touch her. I love her. <laughs> she was good to me, huh? <laughs> don't do her no harm, y'all. But what God wants us to see, he looks beyond our faults and see our need. Why can't we do the same thing? Now, these, all these brothers here playing in the plan of God, and we ought to rejoice. Okay, Earl was a protector, a watchman. That was Judah's oldest son. Onan said he had power. His name means power. Second son of Shelah, he... Uh, mean please or be still. Please or be still. What he should have been doing, he wasn't. That would cause his daddy to stumble. See, the whole family got to work in cohesiveness in order for to survive. In order for to go forward, we got to work together. The whole church got to work together, y'all. This is a living example right here under the old covenant. We need to work together. We just stop bickering. We just stop finding faults in one another. You see a fault and go help them to get it straight. That's what our job is. Go help to straighten the fault up. You don't need to appetize it. Straighten it up. Because I'm hungry and destitute of food. Stop talking about that poor rascal. Slip up to me if you don't want to be other folks to see you with me. Slip up to you and walk by me and drop it on the ground. I, I'm hungry. I reach at it. Huh? I get it. If you're ashamed to own me before God, he's going to be shamed on you before his father. We got to be honest with ourselves. 
I don't see nobody born that I hadn't seen him yet. That I can't stand up and talk to. I hadn't seen him yet. I don't care how bad they are. I can talk to them. And I'm going to let them know I'm no better than you. I just caught on a little earlier than you. But I'm no better. We don't believe in that no more. We believe in tearing people apart. Look how they're doing on television in this Republican uh, primary or whatever you call it. Look how they're cutting up each other. Look how they're downgrading each other. Look how they're tearing each other's families up. That ain't in the word of God, y'all. I'm trying to show you there's a difference between God's way and man's way. And what we do. Boy, did you see how he did it? He ate him up. I'll be ashamed come up here and it said in the church here that I gave somebody around. I'll be ashamed of it. I'm the pastor of the church, supposed to be the spiritual leader, the divine spiritual leader of this church. I'm here giving somebody around. No, my job is to come up to and talk to them nice where you can't even hear what I'm saying. And then I know some of y'all Christian folks out there saying this. I wonder what Reb's saying. I already know the system. That ain't your business what I'm saying. You should be saying something in secret too, that God rewards you openly. But you're trying to find a fault. You're trying to find why I do what? That ain't your business. That's you and God's business. I don't need to know your business. We're coming to a close. I know you're glad. Hear me say this. Now these people, according to the scripture here, these people, Judah, through Tamar, he had Perez and Zerah. And these two children was in the bloodline. Matthew, the first chapter, I'll show you. If you don't have to take my word, go to the first chapter. Don't go now. First chapter of Matthew, you'll see them in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. The people that Jesus used, God used to bring forth his son Jesus. He used them people. They say, I ain't no good. People say, I ain't no good. But I believe I got good children. How that happen? How you going to get good out of I mean, Huh? No. Only person can do that is God. I can't do it. Well, why are you telling me I ain't no good and I got a good child? Lord, help us, Jesus. We've been brainwashed by the enemy. And then we fall in that same little old boat. You know why? We want to put somebody else down and show how smart I am and how ignorant you are. I'm ashamed if you part of my family, I'm going to nurture you until you get smart. I don't want you out there because you represent me. Amen. That's right. Wife, kids, and all. Yes. You represent me. I want you to look good. I'm going to close because I see. And we got to go to another church today anyway. But l- l- let me leave this with you. Let me leave this with you. See, there are people every day of our life. Some people dress well. Some of them very intelligent. Some people slower than other people. Some people elevated in academics higher than others. But hear me good. That doesn't matter all with God. You know what he wants? Come together. If I got plenty and you don't have quite enough, then I got to come and see that you have the same thing I got. On the day of Pentecost... On the day of Pentecost, they had people represent every human being on this earth at Pentecost. And you know what happened at Pentecost? The Bible tells me that there were some poor, 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 poor people there at Pentecost. But they loved Jesus. And God anointed them with the Holy Ghost just like he did the rich. 
And the rich people was anointed with the Holy Ghost just like poor people. Everybody that believed on the name of the Lord Jesus was filled with the power of God. And they left that day and went from house to house getting people converted and getting born again, preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Nothing else in this land can do you like the word can. Nothing else. Great singers, riches, can't do what the word do. Prosperity come from God. But a sinner can share too if he believes. Will there be one today? Now that you know that Judah was in the bloodline, Judah was one of my family members. God loved him so much that he allowed him to play a great part in the salvation that came through Jesus. You're here. We ask that you come. You want to be delivered by Christ? We ask that you come now. He's going to do everything he said. Already came and shed his blood for me and you. A sinner like we were. Will I be one today? The opportunity is here. We need to give ourselves to that opportunity. Sometimes we need to tell God to do what?
especially for the senior citizens to testify. And one old lady about 82 years old got up and she said all I want to tell y'all tonight is that I've been running for Jesus over 50 some odd years. This is what she said.
gonna say it one more time. Say it. I don't feel no way fine. Sing it for me, Keith. of 9-11, you never know when you're going to leave home never to return. But listen, this side of the world will be all over soon, but heaven lasts always. Only the redeemed and faithful will be saved, Lord have mercy. This world 
God bless you. We hope that this message has encouraged your heart. We invite you to come worship with us at our Sunday school service beginning at 9 a.m., our morning worship service at 11 a.m., Bible study every Wednesday night from 7 to 8. If you would like to correspond with this ministry, you can write us at 2627 Willow Glen Road, Alexandria, Louisiana. Again, thank you, and may God bless you. This is K-A-Y-T, Gina Alexandria.